Ladies and gents, welcome back to another episode of the Just Effing Senate podcast. As per usual, I am your host, David Baker. Um, tonight's going to be uh, maybe a little weird episode because I'm, well, I'll explain. One, I have had a shitty week and a shitty, really shitty last week. So as some of you may know from listening to past episodes of what my occupation is, uh, my family owns uh, a lot of rental property and I own some that I have bought, but I manage uh, the business for all of them. So we've got collectively with mine that I bought included, we probably have about 300 and... I don't know. I haven't even counted all of them together in mine. Uh, like 378 property properties around uh, my county here. And uh, anyway, so, you know, I have obviously employees, whether it be turnover crew, like people who, when someone moves out of an apartment or a house, my, those guys go in and they, um, y'all guys are going to be hanging out with me while I'm marking brass for my match this weekend. Um, and I'll get into that as well. Anyway, so I've got guys that work doing a turnover for apartments and stuff. And then I have uh, maintenance men, guys who with uh, current tenants have problems and their, you know, their AC goes out or their stove quits working or they've got a leak or a damn water heater falls through the ceiling. Who, who fucking knows? Whatever. All those things. And believe me, we get them all crazy calls. Um, so... Needless to say, I myself, I know every employee at both Lowe's locations in my town. Uh, they all know me, first name basis. Um, and uh, so I'm in there six, seven times a day. And my maintenance men also have a Lowe's charge, uh, charge account card that they use to, so that I'm not buying stuff for... The turnover guys all day long along with them because they go to Lowe's as much if not more day as I do. Well, obviously with that comes great responsibility. They have a $50,000 limit, obviously, uh, on the account that if they wanted to could clean me out and do whatever they will with whatever it is they buy and I won't know until the next bill comes in uh, unless I get word from somebody else. Well, my trusted employee who, put it this way, everybody that works for me is uh, ex-con of some sort, okay? I'm like the pit bulls and parolees bitch, so, you know, we give, that's just the nature of the business we're in with that type of work, that's kind of what everybody's either a drug addict or a thief or a whatever that's just what we attract. Now, there's good people in the business, too. Um, not everybody's that way, but that's what they do attract. But uh, one guy in particular, I won't say his name, he decided, which whom I know went through rehab. Um, yeah, he, he had a booger sugar problem. He's one year younger than me to the day. We have the same birthday, and he's one year younger than me. And, um, he's been great. He's been an awesome employee. He's like a company man. He, uh, does, knows his job very well. He does his job very well. Never complained anything. He's had some domestic issues with his baby mama, which she's about as bad as, as he is, but they weren't baby mama, baby daddy until they were, which was like, the, he was, I'm not putting the man's business out there. That doesn't matter. His personal issues doesn't matter. But what it came down to is one of my other employees, whom they had a disagreement you know, with each other, came to me and said, you need to check the barn, which is behind my office. Look at the cameras. So you got some stuff missing. And you better look at the Lowe's card. Obviously, with a warning like that, I don't take it lightly. And sure enough, there's the asshole in my barn multiple times over a weekend. Goes and steals a $450 backpack blower. 
steals two window unit, uh, brand new air conditioned window units. They're three sixty a piece. Um, there goes a three hundred dollar chainsaw and about equal amount, maybe two hundred dollar pair of uh, steel hedge clippers. Uh, chop saw is gone, and I've got a video getting all of this stuff. Not to mention, I've got screenshots of it from Facebook. So what does that tell you? What does that scream? That screams he's back on the booger sugar, that white chick. Well, uh, then I look at the Lowe's bill that had just come in. And Lord knows there's charges on there that don't make any sense. Why would you need to buy an electric pressure washer to do not pressure washing? Why on earth would you need to buy a cobalt Bluetooth speaker to listen to music to hook to your phone? I'm not buying that. I'm not paying for that shit. Well, because it got sold too. Everything sold. Confronted him about it the next day. He, he knew it was coming. He knew what was up. He knew what had been told to me. Came in there and obviously late because he was, didn't want to face the music. And I had that piece of shit in fucking tears, crying. And, uh, you know, just boohooing. Sob story. Didn't deny a thing. I didn't even, sh I showed him the screenshots from Facebook. But I didn't show him uh, the video that I got him because he knew there's a camera in the barn. He knows there's a camera. He looked right at the camera. Um, he tried to be a little slick willy on a couple of the times he went and stole shit. But other times it was just as blatant and looked right at the camera, took the shit, and walked out the door. Well, um, Fired him, of course. Told him to get the fuck off my property. Told him, you got till 5 o'clock. Get your shit and get out of my apartment, which is right there next to my office. Um, I wanted to, and I told him this. I told him I wanted to break both his fucking kneecaps. Um, but my better nature appealed to me. and didn't do that. Um, so, not only someone whom I gave a chance to and become pretty close with and we and very entrusting he was fine until he wasn't he was well and swell until he wasn't um that's the way it works but so not only did i out i don't even know how many thousand dollars i don't i don't even know yet i won't i haven't gotten the newest lowe's bill that won't get here till another two weeks and lord knows what i'm gonna see on that um, but I go over the Lowe's bill with a fine tooth comb every month and I write down everything tool wise, like, like it would be a, a drill or a damn flashlight, anything like that, that would be used for us, but could also, he could use it himself if thing, anything were to ever go awry in the employment relationship and all of that. Now I take note of that. This is some of those things are okay for him to buy, but uh, most of it not, um, recently at least. And but I take I annotate everything. Got a list, a running list. How much of that shit do you think I got back? Things that he bought a month or two ago, two months ago, that were been fine. He would use for work, and I'm okay with him buying. But um, yeah, I don't have it. Well, I told him I said, bro, this is federal pound me in the ass prison time this is theft by employee this is credit card fraud this is in the use of internet to commit a crime i think that's a charge for that i was told that he'll be on he'll be gotten for um there is um uh what's one of the other ones uh possession of property under false pretenses all kind of stuff like that Mind this guy's on probation for drug court. So he got busted with some cocaine a while, like a year, two years ago. And he's been on probation ever since. And so not only did he violate his probation by, well, A, doing drugs, B, for leaving the property of mine that I kicked him out of that day. But apparently he's checked himself into rehab because he knew I was going to have him arrested. I think it's just to buy his time uh, out of town. Well, he doesn't realize, but his PO is going to go get his ass out of that rehab and bring him back, put him in the clink. That rehab shit ain't going to work. 
Either way, so not so not only did all that happen, but it left a gigantic hole. So I fired two others as well, not because I had proof that they had done it, but I knew they were implicit in what was going on. And uh, anyway, I fired them as well. So that's three employees down, three of probably my best as far as performing and work employees I had. Maintenance, all of them maintenance. Uh, that left a big hole in my company. So not that was on that was last Tuesday, not this past week, last Tuesday. And then Friday we had 18 lockouts to do. People finally getting kicked out for not paying rent for the past eight nine months. Um, so that was a little bit of a clusterfuck in and of itself, as you can imagine. I know you guys aren't here to listen to my woes of my professional life, but it's been something that's been going on. It kind of contributes to what I'm doing right now. So last minute load work, uh, not load work up, but just reloading like most everybody does. Shooting, was planning on shooting my dasher for this match. This is a VPRC two day match. It's probably going to be my last two day of the year. I may shoot another one day um, if one comes up that I want to shoot. But uh, anyway, so I was going to shoot the the John Hancock Dasher um, in the MP, uh, MDT chassis. I was really excited about. And uh, do same load as it's always been. Now, I mind you, I've only got I've only had three firings on the brass. So I had a hydroform. Um, and then start a load work up from there. Load's been the same. 31.8 grains of Varget. Seated 1.780 base to Ojive. Same lot of CCI 450 primers. Same lot, same eight pound jug of Varget. Same uh, lot of Burger 105 hybrids. And that is a one-hole gun. Well, that load was a one-hole gun, one-hole load. And I had the brass annealed for the first time. This brass anneal, I've never had it annealed because I don't, I'm not, I am in no way, shape, or form going to anneal every firing. I'm not doing it. Every three firings, I'm fine with. But I don't have an either. I sent it to Jeff, my partner in crime. He has an amp annealer the new one the Aztec and all that jazz and auto feeder and all that good stuff so I just use his I give it to him he annealed it gave it back to me he fried three pieces of brass to verify that that's what the the code or number was for temperature and boom Bob's your uncle I get it back load it up I just load and go like same thing I have I had about 50 rounds left over from the last match I shot with the, the dasher and I was going to just mix it all together, but I have it marked differently because those pieces have not been annealed yet. So I want to keep the annealing in the same cycle. So cleaned, I needed to clean my, my barrel. So I cleaned my barrel and I don't even, didn't even do a deep clean like I normally do. I, I just patched through some uh, Vortex C4 and called it good. And um, went out to shoot yesterday for the first time, but shoot this new brass. Excuse me. And uh, groups didn't look that great, but I shot more of the old ammo. That looked great. That was one hole. The new stuff didn't look as good. And I was like, I don't, maybe my barrel, my board's just hot. My, my barrel's just hot. So let's, um, I'll shoot it again tomorrow, which is today. Go out there and shoot today. Oof. Yeah, it's ugly. That, that, those groups were horrendous. So I wanted to verify again, went and got, handful of rounds of the old ammo that was loaded from the last match boom one hole now seating depth is the exact same primers exact everything there is nothing different only thing different period is uh it was annealed now i don't think if i have it has left me i don't think i've ever heard of annealing affecting groups i've heard of it affecting sds in in extreme spreads but I don't think, I may be wrong, I don't think I've heard it affecting groups, but I mean, every, the whole process was the same. Same bushing in my, in my full length size or die, size to the same exact size, and then uh, 
mandrel with the same neck turning tooth out neck tension mandrel carbide mandrel nothing is different nothing nothing in my process no components no nothing and here we are so what i did <laughs> i went and got the ai I, I would shoot six creed more but i don't have enough ammo i got enough ammo for like a one day i don't have enough for a two-day match so what i did was went and got my six five creedmoor barrel which has not been shot in since what did it say was it january of this year january of last year when was it stand by and i'll tell you got a mark down yeah okay last time i shot it all right the time before last was june of last year and then I shot it again in January. I shot 25 rounds. Not even sure why. And then today. So I have not. I have not shot in a match since that June. Oh, when did I shoot in a match? I don't even remember. Anyway, um, it. Uh, I went and got it, and I had a case of the uh, 6.5 Creedmoor Burger 140 Hybrid Ammo. Now, I will say this. I have yet to find a more accurate, consistent, and acceptable velocity ammo in my life, more so than this ammo. Uh, it flat out shoots. It is one whole, like, I couldn't load it any better. I mean, the SDs might be, maybe. I mean, I'm getting like an 8 SD, uh, extreme spread of like, I don't know, it was 16 or 17 or something like that, which I'll take that all day long. If it's shooting tight groups, I'll, I'll take that even hand loading. Um, but, uh, you know, anything sub 10 on the SD front, I'm good with. But, uh, yeah, so it's, I screwed the barrel on, fouled it in. Got it settled in, zeroed the rifle, and off to the races. Got uh, like a little quick um, chronograph speed of 28, 2868, SD of 8. And uh, yeah, it shoots good. I mean, it's, it's fucking lights out. Um, I wasn't planning on shooting this, so now what I'm doing is I had to Un take out all of my dasher ammo out of my box and my uh reloading i'm not reloading my uh, ammo wallet that goes in my pack for you know day one and i refill it uh saturday night with uh, day two's ammo had to take all that out had to take my mags out put my ai mags in my aw mags and now i am marking uh the brass because I don't, I know you guys have, if you've listened, you've heard, I don't uh, load for 6.5 or 6 Creedmoor. I refuse. If I'm loading for 6.5 or for 6 Creedmoor, it's because the shit has hit the fan, there's no ammo, and it's red dawn time. Um, and then I just need minimum man accuracy. But anyway, I don't load it because there's good enough options. There's Hornady, 6 Creedmoor. Uh, 108 EDMs that my rifle absolutely just gobbles up and loves. Uh, and then there's this, which this is a lot harder to find and a little bit pricier now. But it's got Lapua, small rifle primer, uh, brass, which is fucking epic. And this is what I use to fuel my 25 Creedmoor. And if I had enough brass of it ready to go and loaded up, which I am not loading a whole match worth of rounds in one night from scratch. I'm just, no, I'll shoot factory ammo. Um, so, but anyway, so now I got the, got the excuse to shoot up this ammo cause I've had it for a while. Um, due to a listener, uh, a uh, podcast listener who heard me talking about it and I couldn't find it. Someone hit me up with a link to it, bought it that day. It was nice. And this is that ammo. So I forgot who it was, but, I'm going to drink one to you tonight uh, for hooking me up with this because otherwise I don't know what I would be shooting this weekend. But here we are. So I, it, <laughs> I shot, I was shooting the Dasher and I had the 6.5 with me right beside me or whatever. 
and going from those 105 burgers out of a dasher and then picking up a, a I think even a lighter weight. I think my AI is lighter than that MDT is. And then picking that rifle up and then shooting 6.5. I haven't shot 6. The caliber. Not even. I have a couple 6.5s. I have not shot this caliber since hunting season. And that was when the deer I shot. And then it was. I just. I haven't shot it in forever. Um, you know, 6 Creedmoor is a little bit snappier than my Dasher. But, you know, not much. I go and shoot the, a, a group with the dasher and then move the rifle over and pick up the 6.5 Creedmoor. And the first mag felt like I was shooting a two, which I'm shooting with a suppressor too, not a break. I don't like the way a 6.5 Creedmoor recoil impulse is with a break. So I'm using my suppressor. Um, it's more recoil, but uh, it's a, I like that, that recoil better than the way the break feels. So... Yeah, it feels like I was shooting a six pound 270 um, compared to that dasher, which I wish I had more time to get more rounds down the barrel and reps on the gun and off my barricade. But it was getting dark. It was hotter than Satan's dick. And I was sweating. Gnats like covered me. Horse flies that were big, they looked like flying black peanuts. Like the size of a peanut shell. Like they're huge. The biggest damn horse flies I've ever seen. Dive bombing me, biting the shit out of me. And uh, it was, you know, miserable out there. 90, 98 degrees and a heat index of like 108 today is what it got up to. Yeah, I was miserable. And just like I said, it was getting dark. Didn't have a lot of time. I zeroed the gun, shot some over the lab radar, and done it's gonna have to be good i'm not even going to be able to get the true like shoot the distance before the match like i've got good data but this for some reason like the speed that i had back into my last match was like june last year that lot was i think about a hundred i think it was a hundred no it was it's 90 feet per second slower than this lot this lot, it was 20, what I had in my calculator and my dumbass, I'm really good about keeping records of what speeds, velocities, all that stuff in, in my, my um, data book. But for some reason, I just went back and looked earlier and I don't have anything, at least not here. I don't know where I would if it wouldn't be in here, but maybe, maybe if I need to go back and look further in a different section of my data book. Um... Either way, I, I looked back in my calculator and burger, and I don't have the damn. I, I've got my drop sheets right here that I did truing my ballistic calculator data sheet, and I've got my drop. I mean, stuff recorded three, four, eight fifty, and a thousand. But I didn't put in what the velocity was. But what was in my calculator was um, 2778. Well, I chronoed today, and it was 2868. And I was like, whoa, that's a big jump. But I, um, I'm just going to roll with the BC that I've got. And see how that works out for me. And I'll, I'll just true it on a stage. It'll be fine. Like I hope we have a long range. I hope. I don't know how many. I've never shot a VPRC. Uh, Jeff and CL have. Uh, Jeff shot there a few times. I, I've never shot there at VPRC. So I don't know a whole lot what to expect. Other than a couple stages. But um, yeah. the I hope I, I get in the long range stage first. That way I can really see, I hope there's a target at like 600 and I hope there's a target at like a thousand or whatever the longest one is there. Um, that way I can see what I'm looking at and what to expect. And I can just true my calculator right there on the spot and be Gucci with it. That would be awesome. Um, but we'll see. I either rather it be a really close up stage first, like four, five hundred yards, and you know, just to get to 
true that velocity first. Make sure that's good. Make sure my impacts are across the middle of the plate. I'm going to have Jeff and CL on glass. I'm going to tell them to look exactly where my impacts are. Keep keep it in mind because I, I want to know. And then, uh, you know, go from there. I can do that. Um, anyway, that's about it for the, for the match. So I don't know how many of you guys saw the video of the, um, little joint podcast was myself, uh, Jacob Bynum. It was Frank Galley from the Everyday Sniper. And it was Phil and Kalen from the Modern Day Sniper. They hosted it. Uh, and also Hagen, I don't really know Hagen's last name, but he is an Aussie, former SA, uh, Australian SAS, that is the match director for the Assassin's Way match. So we had him on, and a really cool dude. Awesome time, awesome conversation. I mean, I had fun, and I thought it went well, but I, I was literally the least qualified person on the panel to even be in the conversation. I was just honored that Jacob asked to have me on. I was, was, you know, I was really honored to feel that he felt the need and the desire to, to have me part of that conversation. It was really cool. And I had a really good time and we're going to do it again, uh, for, for Frank's podcast. And, um, then they want to do it for again, three months later for, my podcast. So I think that's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about it. And, uh, yeah, it was about an hour, hour and some change. If you haven't seen it yet, go to the modern day snipers, Facebook page and you'll see the, Oh, and Oh, excuse me. Um, well, I had, we had Tom from Armageddon. Yep. We had Tom Fuller from Armageddon. He was in there as well. He's competing. So we got the, 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 I don't really know what you want to call it, Jacob, the mastermind behind the match. Um, and I guess he is a match director as well, but the match director is Hagen. So you had their two points of view for the match. And then, uh, and then you had, um, Kalen and Phil are going to help with the match. And I think Frank is too. And they're also doing, uh, with like, Fieldcraft instructing courses, uh, uh, fieldcraft courses, excuse me, uh, to get people like if I wanted to go shoot it, that I wasn't a sniper. I didn't carry a rifle in defense of my country where I didn't learn fieldcraft and I didn't learn, uh, you know, navigation, land nav, man, I, I, I don't know a whole lot about it. So, uh, 10, eight digit grids. I got no fucking idea what any of that shit is. Um, but I would, if I took their course and then competed. Sorry, I know that probably sounded disgusting. I just chugged. I was uh, very thirsty. My throat's really dry. Had pizza for dinner. Um, but yeah, they they they've got that going on. So uh, that it's you got it from and then Tom being a competitor, you've got all those different perspectives on the same and whatever you want to call me, whatever my perspective was. Um, you got all those in, in one spot in one podcast and uh, well, it's really not a podcast. It was a video. I don't know if they're going to put it on their pod, like strip the audio uh, like, you know, we typically do with our Skype interviews and stuff. Um, we did it on zoom and had all we looked like the Brady bunch had all the blocks, everybody looking up at everybody. And, uh, I don't know if they're going to strip the audio and actually post it to their, their podcast channel, but I hope they do. Um, but I, I will, whenever I do it, I, I don't know if it's going to be a live conversation just because I don't want, unless Phil is like, Hey Dave, I'll take care of it for you and run it. Then that'd be awesome. But if not, that's cool. I'm just going to record it and then, uh, and then just post it as a podcast. Um, I don't have enough people on my, my Facebook page to even host that. So, um, hopefully we put it on the podcast, we get it hit more ears than we would eyeballs, but that was awesome. Can't wait to do it again. Um, let's see some other things I want to talk about. So the accuracy of ch session chassis, they have began shipping and people have been getting them. So if you got in on that order first and you got sage green and black. 
uh, you probably either have your chassis or you'll be getting it this week. Um, I'm going to tell you something. Looking at that black one, kind of makes me regret getting FDE. And I love FDE, like AI's FDE. Um, not all FDEs are created equal. But uh, that black chassis looked fucking D-cups. It looked so good. I'm like, damn it, I should have got mine black. Um, but anyway, people are going to love them. You guys are going to love them. They're complete. And I hate the term game changer, but that's kind of really what it is when it comes to, you know, competition shooting with an Axe or National Rifle. It is a complete game changer. So I'm going to say it. I'm going to do it. It's my podcast. I can say what I want. You know? Uh, a couple of things I've been writing down this week to bring up on the podcast. Whenever I decided to do one, Josh was supposed to do one with me last week. As I just told you guys, I had a fucking horrendous last week. It was not happening. I told Josh, Josh, it ain't happening this week, bro. I'm, I'm fucking tapped. I'm, when I come home, I just want to drink beer and veg out and do nothing. Go to bed. Cause I've had shit days every day last week. And today, this week has gotten a little bit better. Like today and maybe yesterday it started off a continuation of last week. So but we're, me and Josh will get together, and then uh, we'll get um, Eric Cortina on. Eric, if you're listening to this, can't wait to have you on, bud. That's going to be fun. And then uh, we'll keep it moving from there. But uh, some things I wanted to bring up on the podcast, non-precision rifle related. The new CDC numbers. I'm, I, I'm not going to be saying anything, breaking any news to anybody, but just things that just, just hit me. I I've been calling it. I've been saying this whole time, the numbers are inf- grossly, grossly inflated of the COVID deaths. I don't care how many people actually get COVID. Like, I don't give two shits because, you know, as growing up, you're going to have strep throat. You're going to have the flu. You may get pneumonia. You may, you know, you may get AIDS, homie. I don't know what you, what, how you live your life. I ain't here to judge either. But. The point being is, is if you die, but did you die though? But did you die? So that's the case here. Uh, I care about how many deaths. Okay. If you get it and kick its ass and come back from it, good on you. You're probably not ever have to worry about it again. If you do, you're probably, if you come across it again, you may not be immune to it, but you probably have, have the antibodies to be able to fight it off better. Um, but 6%. So they just, during the riots, they decided to quietly do this, uh, say this, 6% of the COVID, I'm using gigantic air quotes, COVID deaths were contributed solely to COVID. That means that all the other ones had a, either underlying condition, like a serious underlying condition, or they just so happen to die with it, meaning including known, like, I'm not even talking about they died, they had COVID, but they died of pneumonia or had COVID, but died of a, a heart, heart issue, whatever pulmonary issue. No, I'm talking about like you had COVID, you fell off a roof of a building. That was a COVID death. That, that's in the number. So it come out to where 90, around, what was that? 9,500 people-ish, like give or take 20. 9,500 people in a country of 330 million people have died from it. More people died trying to take a selfie than COVID. I think that's real. I think that's a real truth like statistic i think statistically more people have died trying to get a selfie in a precarious situation than 9500 people dying of covid which is sad that we destroyed the greatest economy that this this the world really the world has ever seen we've got the best economy that anybody's ever had and it was the best economy that we've had so yeah yeah i think so i'll roll with that we destroyed that. We destroyed, we stepped on, took a complete steaming dump on civil liberties. You force people to 
probably commit suicide because they lost everything. They lost the ability to interact. They lost their jobs. They lost their businesses. They lost their means of providing for themselves and their loved ones, their children. So they just said, fuck it. My, my family would do better with me dead because they'll get insurance money. Or people that were just single, that didn't have any family that they were responsible for, that were just, I mean, the suicide rate has been retarded. It's been ridiculous. How many ha- I wonder how many drug addicts or, or alcoholics relapsed. I wonder. Now, that wasn't my employee's problem because that man has been working. He was essential staff. So uh, he's been working. No, he just had personal problems and he's weak is what it comes to. So he steals from people. But I digress. That's that. And it's it's funny to me how anytime, and like I said, I'm not saying anything that you guys haven't seen and noticed and heard other talking heads talk about, but it's just funny how COVID restrictions are placed on certain people, but not others. Meaning, the biggest elephant in the room is the protest. And Well, I say protest. No one's protesting anymore. There's no protest. There are no protests. Nobody is protesting. Is 100% anarchy, destruction, riot, uh, just disorder. That's all it is. That's all we have now. We don't have people just walking through, chanting shit, and uh, we got we got none of that. We get, no. What we got is we got people going and, and, and burning shit, burning car dealerships. And then you got dudes like my man Kyle Rittenhouse. Smoke checking three fuckers. Three fuckers that did not need to be on this planet to begin with. Um, he's going to get acquitted of that shit. He didn't take the firearm across state line. That was a friend of his that lived in Wisconsin. Uh, maybe like a possession of a firearm because he's 18. Uh, under 18, maybe. If that's if that's a law in uh I don't think you have to be 18 to possess it. I think you have to be 18 to buy it only. Um, And maybe to transport it across state lines if that's a thing. But he didn't do that, so it doesn't matter. People act like this Bama drove three hours, four hours from his hometown to where... No, the Bama drove 20 minutes. It's like me driving, which if y'all aren't familiar with with North Carolina, I'm in Greenville. It's like me driving to, to Aiden. All right, I got people in Aiden. I got people who own friends who own businesses in Aiden. If this was going on in little sleepy ass Aiden, if I went there protected, it's the same. Just because there's a line, it's funny how they 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 care about borders when it comes to state lines. They don't care about borders when it comes to a fucking country. Isn't that convenient? But uh, yeah, that's dude. The memes, like the songs, the videos that have come out of Kyle Rittenhouse, are are nothing short of of internet epicness. I mean, it's gold. I mean, I've, I've literally cracked the fuck up every day because people keep sending me funny ass memes about that whole situation. And man, that's the internet's awesome. The internet is awesome. Uh, okay. And, and the covenant going along with that, but to the root of the problem, Jacob Blake. So this whole new, uprising and, and shit that we're dealing with is due to Jacob Blake's shooting who's still alive unfortunately um, it's funny to me how PDs don't when, when news gets out and a little clip gets put out of something like this they don't immediately hey this isn't what you guys think it is what's going on Here's the details. No, they wait until every fucking car dealership in little sleepy-ass Kenosha is burnt up. Uh, a city a city whom, if I'm not mistaken, I read, uh, voted, that county voted for uh, in favor of Trump in the 2016 election. So you can imagine all of these, you know, soy boy fucking 
skinny jean with black mask, little fuckheads, little shit dicks. Uh, I don't think they're from Kenosha. I'm pretty, uh, pretty confident they're not from Kenosha. And they're definitely getting bust in. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Jacob Blake, they didn't release the details until, uh, I think the New York Post released the details. Okay, so apparently the per- the lady who called initially called the police about Mr. Blake is a f- former, well, I guess, a former and current sexual assault rape victim from this asshat. So I don't know if I'm getting all my details wrong and rem- misremembering, but I think he's been somehow abusing her for years since she was like 14. Now she's old enough. She has a child. She says that he comes over and does this about twice a year. I don't know. I mean, if it's like a a birthday, a holiday thing, I don't know why why he does it. But he breaks into her house while she's sleeping. That day, the day of, the day he got capped. He goes, breaks in, She's in bed with her child. Her child is in the bed with her. This piece of shit fucking finger blasts her, finger bangs her right there, and then smells them and says that you've been with another man. Took her car keys. If I'm not mistaken, I heard he also took her car maybe, but definitely took her keys. And then left. Cops catch him. They know exactly who this guy is. They see he has open arrest warrants for him. They know he's had priors of uh, resisting arrest and assault police officer. Uh, obviously, you know, sexual assault. And they make contact with him. Two officers tried to use two tasers to, to tase him to no avail. They've got him at gunpoint. He goes around the vehicle. You've all seen the video. He's going for a damn knife. There is a weapon there. He wasn't going for his fucking driver's license or a cell phone. No, he's going for a damn weapon. And the cop dumps seven rounds into his back. Now apparently paralyzing him. The only thing I'm mad about is that he didn't put one in the back of his head and he wasted six rounds when we're in a ammo shortage time in this country right now. That was abuse of ammunition, in my opinion. That's a party foul. That's the only thing I'm mad about. So when I saw Drew Brees yesterday on somewhere a clip on the internet, him wearing his football helmet, I guess at practice, with a tape, uh, with tape across the helmet that's got Jacob Blake written on it. When you see all of these athletes, you see I had quit watching professional sports except because of all this shit, except for hockey. I was like, well, hockey ain't doing this, doing this bullshit. Well, hockey got, you know, their arm twisted and like, oh, okay. And so they didn't play a, a playoff night and had a hashtag we skate for black lives. Look, I'm okay with black, but you skating for black lives, I got no problem with it. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, black lives are, are very important. It's as important as mine are. I mean, my life is no more important than anybody's. Unless you're a complete piece of shit, then yes, I'm not. So my life is more important than yours. But there's equal pieces of shit in every demographic in the world. Uh, not, you know, just reserved for one or, or any other particular. None are uh, immune to it. Uh, none are the exception. Hence my piece of shit white employee that I just fired. No, all three white employees I just fired. So... Um, these people are touting the name of a literal, not even just a former, like you done it once or whatever, a habitual repeat offending and current day rapist. Okay. Current day. So let's rewind back to justice Kavanaugh. Hey, you get this crazy bitch coming up here who don't have no names other than his, no dates, no locations of something that allegedly happened like a hundred fucking years ago. She can't, she has no, I don't even mean evidence like physical evidence, but she she can't even get a timeline straight, a year straight. Uh, uh, who was there? Where were you? I'm sorry. If you get raped, you're going to remember where the fuck you were, you know, where you came from, the where you ended up the next morning. You're going to remember that shit. I mean, your your mind tries to block traumatic events out. 
I know, but that that's not this much. Um, and so you hear, I mean, protest, uh, Congress and the Senate doing some stu- crazy shit about Justice Kavanaugh. And here this guy is, a black woman reported him of that day in multiple, multiple times in the past of sexually assaulting her. And these people are acting like this Bama is MLK. No, he's not. He is not. Jo- Okay, the George Floyd case is even though more evidence has popped up to where the other video, the body cam footage that showed him actively resisting arrest, the autopsy showed that he had enough fentanyl in his in his system to kill four horses, um, you know, a couple with other things. Even so, at bare minimum, it was police brutality by putting your knee on the neck of someone in handcuffs. Okay. I, I don't agree with everything that's been going on over that, but I can at least justify that. Like kind of almost justify. I can say, all right, well, I don't agree with what they're actively doing right now, but I see why people are angry. Okay. This is a horse of a different color. This is not, like, we are not the same. Yeah, this is not the same. This is not the same thing at all. They should have They should have just put one in his, parked one right in his brain pan right then and there and tagged his fucking toe and bagged him. Um, and no one should have batted an eye. What happened to the Me Too movement? Where the fuck are you cunts at? Uh, believe all women. Well, believe all of, everybody, this woman. You talk about equality. Why is her? Why is her story? Her truth. Why, where's where's her truth being listened to, being taken into account? Where the fuck are you? Where is Alyssa Milano's fucking horse cunt ass? Where is she at? I, I don't see anybody saying anything about her. And in, in her story and what this monster did to her. You know, it's the hypocrisy. It's it's not even. It's, it's, it's so blatant now. It's like, we don't care if you know that we're being hypocrites. Like, it doesn't matter at this point. We're going to be hypocrites, and you'll get over it. That's basically what's going on here. That's what the left is doing. It's sick. It's absolutely sick. And I it's, I think it's only going to get worse. I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. God knows I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I've been wrong once before, but that's debatable. Um. <laughs> But this time, I really hope I'm wrong. God knows I'm I'm thirsty tonight. I'm about to crack up and know. I drank like I was pretty fucking buzzed on that podcast I did the other night with uh, all the guys, the little video chat thing. I had like two beers before that and drank I think four or five or four more or whatever IPAs. And I mean, I, I wasn't like hammered i don't even know that you can even tell it or not but i mean, I was definitely feeling warm and fuzzies you know what i'm saying i was i was feeling myself i was feeling good um but uh i told them i'm drinking because i refuse to do podcasts without drinking um yeah one other thing i got it written down something that is, is so funny to me is going on the media again with joe biden so you got the democratic convention he speaks for like 30 seconds, it seemed like, reading off of a teleprompter of someone else's words. Now, mind you, I'm under no delusion that Trump writes off his fucking speeches. I can tell with my eyes closed when he's on teleprompter and when he's not, just by because he doesn't say when he's on teleprompter. It's like, yeah, th- this, I, that I can tell you, or it's the best. You know, people say it's the best. Their, their ratings are, are bad, but you know, this, you know, I, I know when he's on teleprompter or when he's not. He's the greatest of all times. Um, you know, I, I know, we all know when he's on teleprompter and, and when he's, you know, speaking, but he, on his rallies, there's no teleprompter, his rallies, this is him freestyling, right? Uh, but Joe Biden, the accolades that he got from the media, from his three second speech that, you know, they're, they're falling all over themselves because Joe Biden didn't poo poo his depends on the fucking stage. 
Like the bar is set so just demonstrably low for him. I mean, that if that doesn't show you that he's a shit candidate, then I, I, I didn't think we'd be able to find a candidate worse than Hillary, uh, given that Trump won. And because I remember during the I remember during the Republican primaries, like the first three. There was a bunch of them. And remember, if you remember, there was a whole bunch of Republicans on the stage. And they had like two two stages, like two different nights of, of uh, Republican primary debates. I was like, they are chewing Donald Trump's ass right now. Like they are, he is, he sounds like a buffoon compared to the likes of Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, all, all, a lot of the, the guys, I mean, I don't like Marco Rubio, but Marco Rubio is great when it comes to, you know, debate and, and public speaking. And I mean, he's good. Um, he's really good. Um, you know, even Chris Christie with his fat lard ass, you know, he did pretty well. Um, I thought Trump did horribly in those debates, but that's not why he got the nomination. Um, and then you get Hillary up there and I'm like, she's the worst candidate in history. There's no way, there's no way that these polls are correct. There's no way because, I mean, as bad as Donald Trump is as a candidate, she's worse. And I was right. I I didn't think he was going to win only on the, the grounds of I thought that the left was going to do what the left does and definitely in what they're trying to do right now is steal the election and cheat. Um, you know, the, the famous, uh, you know, 10 boxes of ballots found in a closet somewhere. Um, I thought that was going to happen, but if everything else was the same, I, I thought there's no way that Hillary was going to win. And so right when I thought there can, there's never been a candidate worse in history than Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden says, hold my beer. And, you know, hold my pills. And he, he's worse. It, and, and only, I think only top over him is fucking Kamala Harris. So they were a match made in heaven, even though she claimed he was a racist, he was a bigot, he was a sexist, he was all this stuff, you know, during the democratic primaries, uh, last year and earlier this year, uh, I, I said, people are like, there's no way that she gets picked for the VP. And I called it, and I may have called it on this podcast. I, I may be wrong if I, I did or didn't call on the podcast, but I, I called it talking to people. I said, you wait, Kamala Harris. She's, she's going to get, she's going to get that. They're like, there's no way she's, you know, she, I said, yeah, I agree. I mean, she just ate Joe Biden's lunch because of all the, the force busing thing and all the absolute buffoonery comments he's made throughout his 130 years in politics. Um, I mean, you could literally write a book off of the shit that he said, where he has opened his mouth and inserted his own dick. Um, but, and here, here we are. She is, she's actually the can, the presidential candidate. Uh, she, you know, because everyone knows Joe's going to last about, I don't know, four or five months in office before the 25th amendment is invoked. And she is our president, assuming they win, but I'm, Trump, oh, okay, the, the election is Trump's to lose, okay? Trump doesn't have to say anything. All he's got to do is turn on CNN at a rally, put it on a big jumbo screen, and then split with internet footage, like a split screen. You got CNN on one side, and you got a split screen of actual footage of what's going on in the country right now. And all he's got to do is like, just look like, hey, y'all see that shit? Y'all want somebody who... Those people support, or do you want somebody that those people hate? And it's his. Joe just came out of of hiding this week in Pennsylvania because he saw that his poll numbers were dropping and Trump's were going up because people have had enough of what the fuck is going on in this country, and they know where those people's bread is buttered. So that's where that comes into play. and. Um, so he came out and he said, you know, he condemns all violence. And then, but if you listen to him, 
He doesn't say the words BLM or Antifa the entire speech. All he does, if you just listen to him, if you just woke up from a coma and someone put on some, you know, footage of what's going on in the country, and then you listen to Joe Biden, you would swear to God that it is white nationalists, uh, militias, like white power militias and racists. You would swear they are the ones that are burning billion. The, the estimate has been over a billion dollars in damage uh, in the past you know, four months of this shit going on. You would swear it was them doing it because that's all he had to talk about. Period. Say he didn't like looting. They didn't like arson uh, and, and destruction of private property. But then he didn't say who's doing it. Or he condemns those people, those organizations. He didn't do it. You know, Black Lives Matter. I, have, I think I have mentioned this in the podcast. When uh, Michael Brown case happened in um, Ferguson, that's where the slogans Black Lives Matter started. So it was before it was an organization. It was just a slogan that was kind of the hands up, don't shoot thing, which never happened, was proven in court multiple times. That never happened um, by Eric Holder as the um, USAG. Uh, his investigation concluded also that that never happened. But regardless, Black Lives Matter was a slogan, and then it became an organization. The Black Lives Matter slogan, what it meant, it never, originally, it was not only, it, it was never meant to be taken as only Black Lives Matter. It wasn't. It was basically saying, which what it should have been was Black Lives Matter too. Like, hey, they feel they're being oppressed. They feel like there's all this, uh, um, you know, unfair treatment from police, and you know they're getting. They think they're you know getting genocided. Um, so they're they're saying that Black Lives Matter too, which I agree with. Black lives do matter. They matter just as much as mine. My beef is the organization and the fact that everybody is being forced to kowtow to that organization, an organization of which whom the leader of is a devout and outspoken Marxist and said that it is a Marx, a well-trained Marxist organization. That's it. That's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear to know exactly what you're about. And to me with your line of thinking plus your tactics of which you're trying to enforce your line, your way of thinking, your line of thinking, you are a terrorist organization. Now, if you have an organization that said, you know what, fuck white people. I hate white people. I hope all you white people die. And that's just what they say. Well, it's a free country, homie. I mean, I, I'm sorry you feel that way. Uh, I mean, is there anything I can do to change your mind? <laughs> no, it, it's it's okay if you feel that way. I don't think you're a terrorist if you say you hate all white people, you hate, you hope all white people die. That's not a terrorist. That's a, an asshole. He's a sick fuck, but he's not a terrorist. If you said those things and then did anything of the sort, which is violently trying to further your agenda of maybe all white people dying or whatever, um, then now you're a terrorist. And I'd say the same thing as the Ku Klux Klan, neo-Nazis, they're terrorist groups. Now, the Klan is a complete fucking joke. Let's get real here. They are cousin fucking retards, and uh, they haven't been relevant in 60 years, so um, if not longer. Um, they can get out in the woods and do whatever crazy, weird, stupid shit they do is fine, but that doesn't make them relevant or a real threat to anybody. Um, I haven't heard of any lynchings in the last, I don't know, since the fifties, sixties. Um, so, but I still think they have done that in the past. So they were at least bare minimum used to be a terrorist organization. And if they still plan on doing any of that now, then they're, they're a terrorist organization. Neo-Nazis are the same way. Whatever white nationalists are. I hate that the word nationalist is used to, 
I guess been hijacked by white separatists or white supremacists or whoever that is hijacking that term because nationalist, I mean, nation, I mean, just what the word actually means as far as, you know, the root word is nation. I love this nation. I mean, I am white by ethnicity. I don't think I'm a, what is considered to be a white nationalist, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm in favor of American exceptionalism. I think this is the greatest country, and it, I don't think I know it, but that's how I feel. It's the greatest country to ever exist. Um, the the best place to live for sure for anybody. Otherwise, we wouldn't have people from all over the world trying to get in here. In in you know, you never have people. You never have Floridians build a raft or get on a boat and go to Cuba to escape to for for asylum. Like you never, you don't have that. You have the other way around. Now, the most patriotic people I believe in the world or, or in the, it's not the world, the country are Cuban Americans. Either they came over here on a raft or their parents did or their grandparents did. Cuban Americans are as fucking red blooded American, no matter where they're born as I am. That's just the way it is. That's what, you know, that's because they actually escaped a complete fucking shithole in Cuba and they know how much better this country is, how much better their life is when they are in this country. When you see people get so emotional with just tears of elation when they get their citizenship, it's, I mean, it makes me almost tear up because I love this country that much. We ain't perfect by no stretch. No country is. But by God, if we ain't closer to being perfect than anywhere else, which is a far cry from perfect, but we're better, we're close to being perfect than anywhere else. I have yet to find a place that I'd rather live. I mean, even like some a country as beautiful as Australia, which I wouldn't live in Australia anyway, because there's too much shit that'll kill you in Australia. I mean, between critters and creepy crawly things, everything wants to kill you in Australia. So no thanks. But regardless of that, it's a beautiful country and there's really good people in Australia. Um, I think I have quite a few Australian and New Zealand listeners here. So, uh, good day, mate. Um, love you guys. There's a woman who got arrested. It's on video. A woman who got arrested this week in Australia for a Facebook post. A uh, anti-lockdown, you know, trying to get people together to, to you know, rally or whatever. They came in. The bitch is pregnant. They came in there and arrested her ass. And they told her straight up it was for your over your Facebook post. What in the fuck? Not threatening to anyone. I mean, that would not fly in this country. If that tells you anything. It wouldn't fly here. You know, you can you have a right to assemble. I would think Australia would, but I mean, it's not. She said, "Hey, let's go burn shit down. Let's go. Why don't we go torch a few dealerships? Heaven forbid. Let's go to the to the take it to the suburbs and terrorize people in their homes." Let's shine like high-powered lasers in the eyes of helicopter pilot, police helicopter pilots, uh, or, or throw commercial-grade fireworks at a group of federal agents uh, protecting a federal courthouse. Um, yeah, she wasn't saying any of that. She was saying, let's assemble and let our voices be heard, which I have admiration for any plight or any ideal that they want to do that. I'm all for it. I may not agree with whatever said uh, ideal is, but I agree and fully support your right to, to have it. So that's the difference between us and the left. Um, but regardless, I'm, I'm trying to get all this shit together and I'm rambling on. I know I am, guys. I apologize. It was, I mean, I literally was taking a shower and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to record a podcast tonight. Didn't get one with Josh last week. I owe it to my fans and listeners, and I was gonna, I'm gonna multitask and get my ammo shit and everything straight for the match this weekend. So I'm gonna do both. This is the first time I've actually been doing something while recording a podcast, not just solely devoted to the podcast. So um, if y'all made it this far, an hour and four minutes in, I owe you a beer, and we'll. Uh, I'll make good on that whenever I see y'all. So if you're coming to VPRC this weekend, I'll be in, fuck what squad am I in? Five? I think I'm in five. 
in the squad five. Um, we got a pretty good squad. So we're uh, we're gonna have fun. Just the usual people, the usual suspects, the Jeff and Syndic crew. Jeff and uh, CL are going up tomorrow. They're gonna shoot at Paul's at a uh, frontline defense, and they're gonna true and make sure everything's Gucci. I don't have that luxury. Um, they are staying in a hotel somewhere about 15 minutes from the range. I am staying at my in-laws cause they live, uh, about 40 minutes away. I'm staying there tomorrow night and taking the little man and the, uh, my better half with me and we're going to stay there. And then I'm going to stay in the hotel with, uh, my buddy Eric, he's got an extra bed in his hotel room. I'm going to stay there Saturday night and then leave the match Sunday, come home, uh, pick up my wife and little rug rat, and then come home. And then we're going to the river on Monday, and I'm going to drink beer all day long for Labor Day on the beach. So, anyway, guys, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate all the support, all the messages I get. Um, you know, do me a favor, drop some comments. If you're listening on iTunes, give me like a one of them review. I haven't even looked at it, but those review things, uh, it helps out the podcast. It helps um, Apple to promote it to more people so we can get some more listeners. I'm trying to get these numbers boosted up, folks. Um, but any help is appreciated. Um, I'll never ask a dime. I'm not doing a Patreon thing. I'm not trying to make any money on this, guys. I'll never ask you for any money to support me. This costs me nothing but time to do and uh and and i i enjoy doing it i really do and uh i enjoy it more when it's not me rambling on about dumb shit it's mostly just things that come to me that are important to me and uh i feel like i got a pretty decent perspective on a lot of things so i may not you guys be the judge but like comment share all that good shit and um I will catch y'all again. I'll probably do another one. I don't know if I'll do another one by myself before I have Josh on, like a post-match. I'm not sure. I might. Um, this depends on if I've got Josh on, wanting to come on next week or not. I may just touch on a few things about the match when I, in the podcast with him. But stay tuned, guys. I'll have, uh, I have. got some good ones coming up. I'll tell you, the Eric Cortina one. I am really excited about that one because I'm, I'm really excited about picking his brain and uh in the reloading i'm gonna i'm gonna leave no stone left unturned in the reloading process so a lot of podcasts i've heard is a lot of like skipped things and steps and stuff like that i ain't letting that fly we i'm gonna make eric go through everything because it's not just for you it's for me too any way i can improve and uh, make my reloading process or load development process more efficient I'm all about it. So it is, it is equally for me as it is for you guys. I'm just glad we can share it together and, and benefit from it. Eric's a really nice guy. I think he's excited about coming on too. So um, I don't know if I'm this is his first podcast or not. It might be popping his podcast cherry. Um, if so, I'll be honored. Um, anyway, guys, appreciate you guys as always. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace.